0: I'm Anthony Bachman from All Things Good and Nerdy, a geeky podcast, part of the Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com.
1: Welcome to episode 241 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss what doesn't matter in podcasting.
0: In this week's Better Podcasting download, we say goodbye to another podcasting freebie.
1: And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we go all row in podcasting.
0: Lauren, start the show now.
2: Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen Drew and Stargate Pioneer.
0: Welcome to an all new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen and with me, of course, is SP.
1: It's so fun to be podcasting here again on Better Podcasting. I love doing this show especially in days that I have to get up at O Dark 30 and spend two hours shoveling my driveway and then rush into work because there's a last minute meeting that's called that I didn't know about. And then I finally get home and I am able to breathe (gasps) and say, I get to record better podcasting with Steven tonight. So we actually have one heck of a show for you tonight. I was looking at the show notes. There's like 10 pages for our main topic alone. Now, there might be a lot of like one period lines and returns in there, but there's
0: 10 pages of notes.
1: So I'm really excited <laughs> to get through them.
0: But before we get there, let's acknowledge the elephant in the room. You're saying, Steven SP, what did you guys do? Where were you two weeks ago? I had to cry myself to sleep two weeks ago. Why did that happen? Well, we decided to make an executive decision. We called up the board of directors for better podcasting and asked them permission to skip a week because we had originally had this shift. The recording day to the tail end of the week. And then some things came up and we had to just basically realize we weren't able to get that podcast recorded. So we decided we were going to drop it and we tried to blast our social media and our discord and as much as we could. So we did have to uh, take a week off a couple of weeks ago. And so our apologies are officially issued to you. And that's a patented Canadian apology, which is worth double. Ooh, a double-double on the sorry sorry. Of course it is. So thank you for coming back, and we hope that you uh, enjoyed your break from us. Let's be honest. You didn't miss us at all.
1: I enjoyed my break from you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the featured segment. We make it! No secret here, if you're going to get into podcasting, there are a lot of things for you to do in order to podcast. That's because podcasting is a lot of work. But since a podcast is generally trying to create entertainment for a broad audience, you also have a lot of things that you need to worry about as such. Whether it's sound quality or content creation, we think that it's important to put some effort into making your podcast better. Better podcasting, that's our name. So in such a high-paced, high-pressure hobby, what sort of things can you not worry about as a podcaster? This is something that we do rarely discuss here on Better Podcasting, and in general, it's rarely discussed within podcasting circles. But it is a topic that we want to cover today to help put your mind at ease, or at least relieve some of the pressure as you are planning out and thinking about your podcast. Today, we want to talk about a bunch of different variables that you may be able to take off of your worry plate and some situations where you might just need to pay less attention to them. We hope by reviewing these today, you can make your podcast experience a little more fun and less pressure for yourself. SP, why don't you kick us all off with some of the things that do not matter for audio podcasts.
1: Let's start with one that might sound a little silly coming from us here on Better Podcasting, visual elements. Unless your podcast has some sort of video streaming component to it, like we do have here on Better Podcasting, visual elements don't really matter in audio podcasts. Maybe you have a high-profile in-person interview or a video teleconference interview where there is video involved in the recording. It really doesn't matter for visual elements. So what are some examples of that? The first visual example that we want to mention are clothes. Who cares what you're wearing? It's not like you're announcing the Super Bowl or live streaming a fashion show in Paris. (sighs) Remember fashion shows in Paris, Stephen?
0: Uh, I believe we were rejected from attending.
1: (laughs) Resoundingly so. So more than likely than not, you are preparing, recording, and publishing your hobby podcast from the comfort of your own home. There's no fashion police in audio podcasting. You can podcast in your workout clothes, your pajamas, your work clothes, sweatpants, and a hoodie. It really doesn't matter what you wear when you podcast. In fact, just the opposite. We would advocate wearing what you are comfortable wearing and just leave it at that. There's no rules or limitations here. Simply anyone can podcast wearing what you have. So don't worry about it. You don't need to go out and get a whole new wardrobe to podcast. You don't need to have set piece to podcast audio wise, at least. Matter of fact, Stephen told me he edits better podcasting every Saturday morning in his pajamas.
0: 100% true.
1: I don't know why you told me that. <laughs> Just like clothes don't matter in audio podcasting, it certainly does not matter how your hair looks. There's no need to have a two hour hairstyling appointment before recording. It doesn't matter what hair color you have. It doesn't matter how long your hair is. It doesn't matter if you have hair on your head or not. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a hat. Can you hear yourself through your monitoring headphones as you record? Can you see your show notes? Then great. Hair doesn't matter. Anyone can podcast with or without hair, so don't worry about it. In audio podcasting. Again, Stephen edits better podcasting Saturday mornings with Bedhead. Stephen, please stop making me paint these visual images of you.
0: Just making it relatable to the audience, but... Let's briefly transition into some semi-technical issues that really don't matter when you're podcasting. It starts with the time of day that you choose to record your podcast. As long as your roommates or neighbors don't mind, you could record during any part of the day that you want and works for you. Now, there are some parts of the day that your voice will be better prepared to talk into a microphone than others. but As long as you warm your voice up properly, the time of day really doesn't matter. You should also, of course, be awake and alert for the recording so that you can convey your passion and excitement to your listeners. But again, there are ways that you can warm that up. So if you want to record at 4 a.m., then go ahead and do that if that works for you. I do know some podcasters who do wake up really early every time that they podcast and get it out of the way before they have to do the rest of their day. You just got to do the proper warmups and make sure you're ready to talk. Sometimes you might even need to wait for your co-host in order to record at a special time of day. Maybe that puts that late in the day or you're podcasting across the world and you're doing it at really weird hours just so you can line up. That's okay too. It doesn't matter what time of day that you record.
1: If you podcast with anybody from Europe or Australia, inevitably, it's early morning for one of the people on the show, and then it's late at night for another person on the show, and it flip-flops depending on where you are in the world. If you're in Europe, Australia, uh, in Asia, in on the West Coast, the East Coast, Hawaii, whatever. If you have people that are six or more time zones apart, this gets to be a little sporty. And it really doesn't matter when you record. It just matters that you find a time to record. Matter of fact, you and I, we have a little deconfliction that we have to do all the time as well. Cause I am old and I go to bed early and I'm on the East coast and you're on the West coast of the United States with a three hour time difference. You come home and you have to eat dinner. You have to give dinner to the kids. So there's like, a 15 minute window that we can (laughs) podcast in every day because of the time schedules involved.
0: Which did you know that we record this whole podcast in 15 minutes? We just say it really fast and then slow it down in post-production. That's how it works.
1: Seems to have worked for five years.
0: (laughs) But ultimately, it really doesn't matter, though, what time it is, as long as you find a way that that fits into your schedule. And that's okay if that fluctuates as well. Solo podcasts are a great example of this. Sometimes you want to be adaptable so that you can fit it into different pockets in the day when it works for you. It's safe to say, though, that the time that you record as an audio podcast really doesn't matter, and there are benefits to the different times that you might choose. Sometimes podcasting late at night is a great way. Sometimes if you have to do An element of podcasting, like editing, where it's a little painful to do, it's great to do it once everybody's in bed and you can open up a wobbly pop and make things a little bit easier. I'm talking about trying to edit this podcast. It's very difficult. And yes, I said that I edit this first thing in the morning. I didn't say there wasn't a wobbly pop involved.
1: (laughs) Someday you'll have to explain wobbly pops to the kids that listen to this show. (laughs) Another semi-technical issue with podcasting that really doesn't matter that we're going to talk about is how your audience listens to your show. We're going to have to caveat this a bit. Your podcast has to be reasonably listenable in the environment that listeners choose to listen to your show. If the bulk of your listeners choose to listen to you in a certain way or place, for example, maybe they're marathon training, so they're out running, maybe they're commuting in a busy uh, subway or maybe they're doing a structured 30-minute meal prep at night for their dinner. It doesn't matter. It's a noisy environment. You just have to make sure that you're listenable. And you should strive to fit your podcast into that activity as best as you can. Maybe if it is about a structured meal prep, you want to make your podcast 30 minutes long. So that's a length issue. But it really doesn't matter how your audience is listening to It is up to your listener in general to press play when and where they prefer. And some listeners choose to listen to podcasts several different ways themselves. For example, I am most active in my podcast listening from a variety of different ways. I listen to podcasts when I commute. I'm still commuting every day. I used to, before the pandemic, go to the gym three times a week, and I would listen to podcasts in the gym. like I listen to podcasts when I do yard work. When I was cycling long distances a few years ago I was training to do a 100 mile bicycle and it was hours and hours on the on the uh, trail, not on the road but on the trail. I would listen to podcasts there. At work I used to listen to more podcasts than I do now, but I still do that at work. When I'm working in the garage, when I'm working on the cars or doing woodworking or projects or whatever, I listen to podcasts. If I'm at the lake and I'm cutting down trees, I will be listening to podcasts. Maybe I'm in a quiet boat on the middle of the lake alone fishing. I will listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts while I'm shopping in the grocery store every week. I just want to be left alone, social distancing and everything. I just put in the ear pods and I listen to a podcast on my phone while I'm walking around the grocery store. I do it while I'm doing housework. I listen to podcasts while I'm doing housework. So vacuuming, scrubbing, that sort of stuff. And I'll even listen to podcasts when I'm shaving my legs. Is that TMI?
0: I think that's TMI. No, not TMI at all. Uh, No, no. it's also
1: a joke, by the way. So, but the point is, it doesn't matter where I listen to podcasts, it just matters that I can listen to them. So they have to be listenable. And as for the device your audience listens to on your show, again, Stephen, it doesn't
0: matter. I think this is a really important thing to talk about as well because. A few years ago, things were different. Things were very directed towards Apple. And there was a lot of things and considerations that that advice of that era made people think about. It was a lot more on your stress plate to think about trying to analyze what sort of devices people were consuming it in. But things are so broad now, it's actually a little bit easier. You just assume that everybody is listening with the best quality headphones ever. And you also assume that everybody is listening with the worst headphones ever in the middle of a busy, noisy street under construction, because that's really the scope of what ways that people are listening to and the devices that might be involved listening to the podcast. So now you no longer think about it. You just assume all of the different devices are out there. And so you don't really need to put much effort into that anymore. And you just put out your show as you think, might go out to the world and people will find them or not find it. You don't really need to think about the final consumption device anymore. And the thing is, these opportunities to listen to podcasts continue to evolve. So again, you can't really future plan too much because we are right in an era era where things are evolving. Look at smart speakers, for example. So you really can't future-proof because we don't know where it's going. So just, shake that all off and ride the wave.
1: Now, Stephen, here's one that we probably said before, but we wanted to include it in this episode. It doesn't matter how old you are to podcast. And you made me say that, didn't you? You made me say I'm old.
0: I did. It really doesn't matter how old you are. You could be Mm. younger or you could be old like SP. I mean, older like SP. I mean, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter the age that you are. It's not like driving a car. You don't need a license to podcast. It's not like buying a beer. You don't have a minimum age to podcast. Although maybe there should be a minimum age in order to buy a Blue Yeti. Pew, pew, shots fired. Are you worried about being retired in podcasting? Don't be worried about that. In fact, being retired, you often have hobbies involved with that. You keep yourself busy. And podcasting can be a great hobby for people who are retired. You've got a lot of extra time, hopefully, and you can really focus on your baby of podcasting. Do you want to podcast with your fellow fourth grade friends? Sure. Why not? As long as your parents agree to any terms of service and you follow all those legal conditions with kids and whatnot. But heck, maybe you're even going to podcast with your parents. Are you 25 and worried about not having as much experience as someone else who is a little bit older? Well, maybe, maybe, don't be though. Seriously, don't be worried about age difference either. And that's because listeners and audiences have different needs from the podcasts that they listen to. Some want funnier podcasts. Some want well-researched podcasts. Someone want podcasts with hosts that have street smarts or common sense. Some want a specific person delivering that type of information, your age really doesn't matter because people want different things out of their podcast. You just need to frame your show around how old you are, whatever that number is, and make sure that you are authentically talking about the content. Someone who is 20 probably doesn't want to be talking about retired life, for example. So really, you want to frame that content around how old you are. Now, the other thing that you should consider as well is the age gap between co-hosts doesn't matter either. I make jokes all the time here that SB is older than me. The bottom line is we are generally within a sort of umbrella of age variance that someone listening to the show might know that I'm younger than him. We'll have some different experiences, but we're not a drastic age difference here. It's not like if I was to start podcasting with my son. That would be a very large age difference. And these big age differences can work well. It can offer different perspective on certain topics. Provide a topic in different light if someone is podcasting with someone that is quite a bit younger. If I was to do a show on Marvel television and I was to do it with my son, I would bet that my son would have a very different perspective on the television than me he would probably shut me up all the time too, which would also help the listeners.
1: <laughs> You'd want to talk all about the superheroes on board. That's for sure. Now this next more one area that we're going to talk about, it might sound a little bit hypocritical because both of us have a video podcast and we produce a video podcast, but I felt the need to come back and double tap this specifically because we know most of our listeners produce an audio only show. They might be looking at better podcasting, and we just needed to set the record straight. So, with that in mind, you do not need an elaborate set or recording space to record with. The floor of your closet can work great. In fact, a lot of well audio treated home studios are in closets or they're wrapped in visually unappealing moving blankets. Provided there's not too much ambient sound or reverb, your kitchen table is a great place to record. In some situations, your car is a good place to record, weather permitting. None of these places could really be considered a great set to record. Just don't worry about needing a picturesque set to record your audio-only show. Focus on the audio quality instead, because that's what your listener cares about. Now, on a slightly more serious side, we wanted to bring up something that We really wish we didn't have to say, and that is we feel like we need to say it just to make sure that anyone who is listening to this show right now that needs to hear this can hear it. It does not matter what race, religion, gender, or ethnicity you are in your audio podcast. If you are hesitating on podcast creation because you fit into some minority or diversity category. Please don't. None of that should stop you from podcasting. In fact, if anything, perhaps it should inspire you to podcast. One of the reasons podcasting took off in the early 2000s was because it was a way to communicate your message directly to the listener without having to be picked up by some networking programming office that act as a gatekeeper. As long as your show, and we said this before, as long as your show meets with the terms of service for your hosting platforms and where you're distributing your show to, you, to use a rocket scientist term, are cleared hot to press and to podcast your heart out. In fact, your podcast theme or topic could be about diversity or minorities or different cultures. Those are reasons to podcast in our opinions. Those are not reasons to not podcast. So these categories don't matter to allow you to podcast. And anyone that tells you otherwise isn't telling you the truth. So basically, we're saying that doesn't matter. Get your podcast out.
0: The next thing that we want to talk about is that it doesn't matter what type of podcast you have, whether it's an audio drama, an education podcast, a sports podcast, short form content, news, et cetera. Back in the early days of podcasting, it was more important that you kind of understood the category of what your podcasts were. That's because in general, podcasts followed a very similar mold as a show structure. So you kind of had to divide based off of the genre. But more ears have come to podcasts and there is now a more broad listener base. And when you look At the different types of content that have emerged in recent years, there are a broad variety of different types of podcasts, podcasting in different ways across different genres. A great example of this is Amazon Flash Briefings. A lot of times, Amazon Flash Briefings are short news information pieces, but you also get this same news information in a long-form podcast that's maybe an hour long. So they're really two genres delivered in two different ways. There is no, this genre needs to do a podcast this way. There is just a variety of different approaches to podcasting that does span different genres. As well, when you look at how podcasting has evolved and consumption methods have evolved, the tag thing, what category your podcast is tagged in, Is less important now because it used to be there was a limited amount of tags that Apple had, but things are growing and evolving, and you have other players coming in trying to identify the content on their own using their own algorithms. It's becoming less and less important that you lump yourself into a category of where you are. Of course, you wanna know what you're covering, you wanna make sure that you're focused on your show structure. But the actual type of podcast, the category of podcast that you have is becoming less and less important for people to worry over.
1: That is so important, Stephen. Five years ago, our answer to that would have been slightly different than it is today. I'm truly wondering five years from now, so in 2026, what the podcasting space will be in terms of that and discoverability and searchability in different platforms So I I agree with you. It's a lot less important today than it was ever in the future, or it it was ever in the past, in the future. Go figure. Additionally, it doesn't matter how many episodes your podcast has either. Now, whether you podcast in seasons or sequentially, like we do here on Better Podcasting, this is our 244th episode of of Better Podcasting here. Uh, If you have a limited run of podcasts, where you only have a handful like leading up to a special event or something like that. Maybe you're just doing a trial run. Maybe you're just trying to figure out how to podcast, and you just want to throw a couple episodes to test the water out there. The only caveat we have to this is that you should define what you're going to have at the beginning and apply it to your podcast as such. For example, setting parameters to your audience of what they can expect for a release schedule or planning out the total run of your podcast, like if you're only expecting it to be 10 episodes. Don't leave it out to the audience to say, we're going to do this forever. And then after 10 episodes, just be gone. But in the end, it really doesn't matter how many episodes you have. As long as you made a decision on what that is, and then you follow it. And if you have to adapt or reformat or adjust your release schedule partway through your run, you can do that. It doesn't matter. Is a podcast with 500 episodes always better than a podcast with 10? The answer is simply no. Some people just churn out episodes without effort. And that's why the number of episodes really doesn't matter. Here's a personal example from us here on Better Podcasting. Up until last year, up until 2020, we were a weekly show. And I'll have to caveat this by saying this decision was made before the pandemic. Last year, we changed the weekly release schedule to a bi-weekly show. That means our number of episodes each year decreased. It was, what, 50 a year maybe 52 with a couple of specials in there, whatever it's automatically at 26. If you go every other week, it means it's decreased and it allowed us to do something else. It allowed us to get the better podcasting live chat recorded and out there another biweekly show. Now, when we were evaluating the change going into it, the number of episodes itself per year was not a variable we paid attention to. We literally didn't even approach that. Hey, we're only going to have a half the episodes out there because we didn't think the number of episodes mattered. Now I know that there are those out there that make money with your podcast that charge a certain amount per episode. So maybe that will matter to you, but we're hobby podcasters. We don't make money per episode. So literally doesn't matter in our calculus for how many episodes are out there.
0: The next thing that we want to mention is one that might sound a little bit weird at first, but go with us on this. And we think it's worth mentioning. It doesn't matter how technically inclined you are. And the reason that this one sounds weird at first is because in large, podcasting started by relatively nerdy people. I'll say it right now. In the early days of podcasting, RSS feeds were largely generated by nerdy coding type people. There was manual code and text that you had to do to get your RSS feed. Thankfully, things have changed And things have become a lot easier to do as a podcaster. As long as you have a willingness to learn, you should never let the lack of comfort with technology scare you away from podcasting. Not only are there some really great tools and websites and programs available that make learning and applying these tools to your podcast easier, but you also have a lot of resources available, both free. And paid if you want to do that. You could hire somebody to build a website for your podcast or to edit it. It is a possibility. So there's a variety of different approaches to podcasting. And if you look at some of the new players coming into the business space of making tools for podcasts, that if you look at the ones that have really rapidly taken off, you'll find that often they have done things a little bit different just to make things a little easier for certain people to create content. Things are continuing to evolve and they'll only get easier as far as technical abilities that are required for podcasting.
1: As somebody who loves the techie side of podcasting, but doesn't have the time necessary to devote to throw every techie thing into his podcast, I actually appreciate how things have gotten easier over the years. I still want to dabble to make sure I understand the the behind-the-scenes stuff, but I don't need to know the bits and the bites of podcasting. Finally, we're going to return to our very own episode one, as we often do here on Better Podcasting and talk about your topic. It does not matter what your topic is in podcasting. What, SP? That's what you're saying? Your episode one was about your... Topic, and you're saying it doesn't matter? Well, we might tell you that it always is better to have a topic than to not have a topic. But in the end, having your topic, whatever that is, doesn't matter. You can record on any topic. And as long as you're within the terms of service for your hosting and the directories you you publish to, you can release as many episodes on that subject as you want. Your audience, or conversely, your lack of audience, will help tell you if they care about the topic that you're talking about. Some topics work better than others, but in the end, you can podcast on whatever you want to, and I'm going to give you some content creation examples here, one of which is from my YouTube watching. As I've mentioned before on this show and other shows, I do watch uh, what has turned into a lot of YouTube channels. The large majority are sailing YouTube channels or cruising YouTube channels, although I do watch this YouTube channel about uh, mechanics. It's called Vice Grip Garage. It's a channel about what turns out to be a very smart guy who just loves to be a redneck grease monkey and work on and rescue old cars. These carbureted cars, cars before 1984 when fuel injectors were put in them. Cars from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Those type of cars. Derek, that's his name, by the way, Derek Derek on his channel has built the channel around having fun working on these old cars and saving them. Some of them are just rotting in fields or barns. But he also likes some other things with engines, like snowmobiles. He grew up in North Dakota. He lives in Minnesota now and has his shop in Wisconsin. Snowmobiling is a way of life up there. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Pick a January or February, go up to the northern parts of Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota. You'll see how big snowmobiling is up there. Now, Derek's audience, they enjoy all of his entertainment in his videos, but all of his subscribers don't watch the episodes where he brings back a snowmobile from 1970 back to life for his kids to scoot around on. But Derek, well, he loves the snowmobiles. So he films it, he produces the episodes, and he publishes them on his channel anyway. Does he take a little hit on his views on those episodes? Absolutely. But he's happier in life because he keeps doing something that he loves. Conversely, from my own personal podcasting experience, my Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. audience doesn't like all of the Netflix Defender series content that's out there. Iron Fist is difficult to sell to most of the audience. Some of the audience doesn't like The Punisher. Some of the audience doesn't like Jessica Jones. Some of the audience just skips all of the Netflix Marvel content uh, completely. And the same was true of the Hulu shows. But the hosts of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., myself, Michelle, and Lauren, like to discuss all of the Marvel shows that we end up covering. And yes, there has been some... Of the Marvel shows and movies that we haven't covered and don't have any plans to cover. New Mutants, the film that just came out is one. uh, The final Fox X-Men film, whatever that was called. I, I don't even remember the name of it because we didn't want to cover it. Hellstrom, which was the last Marvel Studios TV show that was produced. We didn't want to cover that. Any, and I stress any, of the Fantastic Four movies we don't want to cover until... Marvel Studios makes a new one, but we do the podcast on the things that we do because we like the content, like talking about it and like interacting with our audience, even if it's only a portion of our audience about the content. So that's a couple of examples. But in the end, your topic is what you want it to be. And it doesn't really matter what it is specifically, as long as you have a topic to talk about to begin with.
0: But with all of that said, we do want to make sure that in all of these situations that we've discussed today, that you do still consider the expectations that you can have when you make those decisions. It's important that you do frame your expectations as they apply to your podcast in these areas that we've covered today that don't matter. Here's an example based on the last point that we mentioned. If you choose a very niche topic, That's good, as long as you're having fun. But you need to expect that your appeal will be very narrow as well. So don't set your expectations based off of a topic that has more broad appeal. But in the end, as a hobby podcaster, you should be doing what's fun. And that's why we said that the topic doesn't matter. Because we think that you need to make sure that you're having fun. If you have something that you think doesn't really matter in podcasting. We would love for you to get in touch with us through any of our ways that you can reach us. You can tweet us at betterpod. You can email podcast at betterpodcasting.com or come to our discord to betterpodcasting.com slash discord. And by the way, we do have a video side of the show. So if you are going to send us a clip, we would love for you to send us a video as well
2: is the better podcasting download
1: so honestly it's been a while since i have ginned up my amazon a device in the morning and kicked off the flash i don't even want to say the word because i don't want to kick anything off but the, the 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 audio stories that go in the morning, you know, the the routine ones. Can the, the, I can I say the, briefings? The
0: flash briefings that I mentioned in the previous segment? Yes, you can yeah, say yeah, flash okay. briefings.
1: Well, well good. I'm, I'm glad we can say that. I didn't know if I could say that close enough to Amazon to, to make a difference for devices or stuff like that. Anyway, I turned it on and I was listening, and, and one of the things that came up was uh, a pod news story on Wooshka. And I was like, oh, huh, Wooshka. I mean, that that's a pretty thing, good thing that we covered. They were one of the first podcast hosting services that were IAB certified with their statistics, which we thought was great because they had a free tier, right? And we're thinking, Hey, you know, this, this will be good. Uh, They transitioned to having a business part of their arm. So we thought, Hey, this'll keep their free plan in business. So, Hey, this, this might be something that we can recommend to people to go ahead and use. Well, there was a story that basically said, Wishka's forever free plan is not forever after all it will close on may 1st 2021 the company has announced the tier was reduced a year ago their uh one the rob lolenthal i believe is how you say his name said in an email to customers quote we have big plans to continue adding features and functionality to wooshka in 2021 which will require us to invest efforts previously used to support wooshka free unquote So guess what, Stephen, another free podcast host plan goes out the window. Now, there's still Anchor. We still are anchored to Anchor and Anchor is free, at least for now. I have read some stories that Spotify is not as satisfied as they thought they would be at this point in time with their total podcast rollout. And Anchor is part of that, right? Uh, As well as some big podcast names that they bought, uh, right? That they distribute only to Spotify. But this is a particular plan that was free that is no longer free. And the freebie for the podcast hosting services, they're going away. I, what do you think about this? this the wishka at least they announced it months in advance. So you're not like, tomorrow I need to find a new host. So I'll, I'll give them credit for that. A- and I won't even disparage them from the fact that they are getting rid of their free tier. Because, well, it costs money to host this stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, I I honestly always had good intentions of looking into Wushka and having a look. I know uh listener, Josh Liston, fellow GunnaGeek network member. He had talked about Wushka before and talked pretty highly about them. And I always plan to look into them as such, but I just have pulled up their website and had a look. And this is the thing that's a little challenging for me. This is the only kind of I'll say fault that I've got with the way that this is being handled. The only monthly plan that I see, the cheapest monthly plan, I should say, is called semi-pro at $29 per month. Yeah, So that's a huge change, right? Like there's not even, you know, if it was 10 bucks a month or something like that, it might be a little bit more attainable for people who were wanting the free... Like they were trying to save money, and that's why they went with Wooshka. Here, you're pretty much saying, "You go, we we don't want your business if you can't pay us the twenty nine dollars a month, right?" Like you know, it, it's a it's a quite a steep increase, especially when you look at some of the other options out there. So I think that kind of says maybe the direction they're going for their clients with that jump. I I kind of think that maybe they want to get rid of just like they don't mind not not want to, but maybe they they. They don't mind getting rid of the independent podcasters that don't get a lot of traffic. It's a it's a pretty steep price to expect somebody who like a hobbyist to to do that, um, who's not getting a lot of traffic.
1: That is a business decision. I cannot fault them for that. If that is the case, there are plenty like Art 19, for instance, you know, they cater to the, the bigger podcasts out there. I think podcast is becoming more and more of a business, and you want to produce profitability. And from a hobbyist standpoint, i w- I would worry about the options that are out there that go away like this. Uh, the players that have been around for a while that we've recommended Podbean, uh, they haven't gone anywhere, so I think it's safe to stay with them. We both have accounts with Pinecast, you know, where they're the scrappy underdog that <laughs> that we that we're rooting for. Uh, But they they don't have a huge market share. There's the big boys. And I say big boys in quotes because I'm not sure that the market they contain can be all encompassing as it once was. But like Libsyn, Liberated Syndication, you know, they still have plans for the lower level. You know, you can have a $5 a month or $7 a month plan. Uh, So those avenues for a hobby podcaster are still there. I'm wondering how long it's going to take for Spotify to shut down the free plans on Anchor. You know, even if you charge five bucks a month, like Lipson does at their lowest tier, like Pinecast used to, they uh, were grandfathered into the lower cost plans. There, I think it's ten dollars now. Uh, Podbean has a relatively you know under fifteen dollars, right? So these podcast media host companies that are under fifteen dollars are very attainable a month are very attainable for a hobby podcaster. I, I just wonder how long that something like anchor could stand around. What, Cause one of the reasons why Spotify wanted to keep anchor around was because they wanted to generate new shows out of it. And I just don't see, I don't think they're seeing the benefit from but like how many shows have come out of anchor that they now pay for on Spotify.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly don't know anything about the financial side of things, but I just think that this is another indication that um, the market is evolving to a level that offering free might just be the wrong clientele for that for the uh, businesses that are really wanting to be power players in here. And like you said, Wooshka was one that was early on IAB certified. That was something that I, I will admit it at the time I didn't expect them to be early on, and at the at the time that opened my eyes to the sort of power player and the direction that they were kind of going. And so I think that this is going to come a time where, yeah, these inic- like companies are going to have to decide: are they looking to support the big podcast uh, at a big price tag, or are they looking to hopefully just stay with with the little guys, and and um, I don't know that free fits into either of those strategies. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I suspect, I do suspect we will see a pivot with free. I think we might potentially see a very monetized free model come out because there are still podcasters that don't want to pay. And I think we might, we've seen Spotify and things like that um, just like go and make very harsh decisions and pull down podcasts without notice and just be like mm-hmm. we're just doing things this way and I could see someone like Spotify maybe not Spotify but someone like that doing that same approach and, and you go and you know we will keep offering free but you're getting four ads per episode right like you know something not like that very
1: well placed no. they, they could just pop up out of nowhere yeah
0: And so I I think we might see that free market evolve, Um, but this is, yeah, I I do feel bad for all the hobbyists who were using the Wushka free plan because I know there were quite a few. And I think that most people who I spoke to who were on Wushka were pretty happy with them. So sorry to hear that you are losing that.
1: Losing the free plan, at least. Wushka is not going away.
0: Yes. Uh, Yes. Thank you for the clarification on that.
1: Yeah, and that is the the big news that I saw for the past week or so. I, honestly, I went back to when we recorded last and started looking through all the news, and this is the one that jumped out to me for, and it just happened today, by the way, that hobby podcasts would be most interested in. And that's what we try to do with the Better Podcasting Download, is try to get a story that pertains to hobby podcasters and then try to give a sense of how it relates to them. And, and that's why we wanted to talk about Wooshka today.
2: Steven, I think it's time to talk about our pod back. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback.
0: Let's start off by talking about a product that really made me scratch my head. We had in our Discord Randy Walker saying, Movo is launching a microphone with A webcam in the middle. When I saw this, I thought to myself, first off, who's Movo? I honestly don't know about Movo. Uh, But secondly, I thought to myself, what, we were a bunch of people in a room and they went, you know what? Everybody's doing webcams with better audio. Why don't we do uh, audio with a webcam? Like, I don't know. It's a really weird thing that came up. And I, I wanted to start off here because I recognize sometimes people do drop off the podcast and I wanted people to tell me, what do you think about this? If you want to check this out, I will put the link in our ch- in our notes over at betterpodcasting.com. If you want to see the link to that, it's called the Movo, M-O-V-O. And I'm not sure that I need a, a microphone pointing at my mouth with the webcam following the direction that my mouth is pointing. <laughs> it's <laughs> or, or not... That, the microphone Just pointing
1: that there's an integrated LED ring light around the microphone's is uh, first of all I'm going to assume this is a condenser microphone it is. like like a blue snowball basically yes uh so it, it's kind of like that and it's got a ring light around the outside of the microphone but right in the middle of the microphone is an HD camera so I'm assuming 1080 for HD I'm, I'm assuming they're not saying 720 is HD there's an HD camera And it's got a ring light. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm not sure about this. And the reason I'm not sure about this, especially with the ring light, is that a head-on light, ring light, especially if you're wearing glasses, is just going to light up. You know, you're going to get the reflection off there. You're going to see the ring in the glasses. And let's face it, there are a lot of people that podcast that aren't old like me that need glasses. And that's going to show off. Now, It is kind of a neat all-in-one solution that you could tote around with you and and claim like it's a studio in a in a in your hand, but it really isn't. And I you know, maybe for like a work thing, maybe. But even if it like so the ring light, you put it off to a side so it doesn't like reflect off your glass, you're not gonna be looking at it. You're gonna be looking at the the screen in front of you. So it's it's like you're not paying attention to what's... I don't know. I can't make... I, I, like you, am interested to hear what our audience thinks of this thing, because right now, I am scratching my head of what literal hair remains on it going. I,
0: I don't see it. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, and I'll be kind and leave it at that. <laughs> All right, let's go on to uh, post that Chris Farrell, our co-host over on The Guinea Geek Show, posted... He said, well, there goes my lifetime subscription, I bet. And this was about Pocket Casts being sold. Apparently, public media um, have agreed to sell Pocket Cast the platform. So I'll be interested to see what exactly um, comes out here uh, from this. But yeah, uh, I know Pocket Casts have had some weird things with their free plan before. So I guess we'll, we'll find out what happens with this, with them being sold.
1: It's interesting that just a few years ago, you could go into your smartphone, whether it was iOS or Android, and you could find an app, a podcasting app, podcatcher, I guess that's what they're usually called. that you can find that would do what you would want to do and would work the way that you would want to work and everything would be fine. It would be for free. Maybe I spent a couple of dollars on the download, but it would be free to use fast forward X number of years. And you get to the point where those free apps are getting more fewer and far between, and to really get the higher level connectivity and, and the coding behind the app and everything, it turns into a subscription. And so if you listen to podcasts, you, it turns into, I mean, you become a connoisseur of this stuff. Just like when you create podcasts, all of a sudden, eventually you become an audiophile because you're constantly striving for better audio. And that might take years, but eventually you'll get there. Same is true of listening to podcasts. Eventually people are like, no, 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 no. I, w- I want to be able to fast forward however many seconds I want. Say, you know, most buttons are like a 30 second fast forward. I want to program that to go 20 seconds forward, because that's how I know how I can get through the next ad, you know, that sort of thing. And, and that's something you have to pay for. So I just see this as going. And then there were lifetime subscriptions, Steven. I don't know if there can be anything that's a lifetime subscription that you can really plan on being lifetime. I mean, take, take your ex stuff that you're, you do for video, right?
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I think you're 100% right right on the money there. You, how can you assume that anything that is is lifetime will be there forever because things do change hands all the time and companies are sold and this is what I've said forever about the RSS feed: It is that people who sign up for a company, the company probably has great intentions about saying that you own that part on their website forever. You don't know what the future offers. Are they going to go under? Are they going to sell to another company? That's going to say, "No, I'm not going to offer that. That's a money opportunity for us. Why would we continue redirecting all those RSS feeds?" So I think that, yeah, you can't plan on anything for the future,"
1: says the person that had a lifetime Yahoo membership.
0: I know, I, R.I.P. Yahoo. It's still around.
1: <laughs> uh, Jason Bryant actually got on, and it's kind of rare that he gets on, but he had events. And he was on our Discord, and it's rare that he gets on events. That's, that's what I was saying. He got on our Discord and he posted that he had kind of a hellacious edit that went even from worst to bad to worst to worst. Or because uh, <laughs> what
0: well, was that he, from what to
1: what? <laughs> it, it was really bad. Uh, he tried to, to save his edit, and then he all of a sudden he decided or he, he found that everything was gone.
0: So what happened was he said that he applied a little too much breath control in RX-7 and then saved and closed before he realized what he was doing and he had already made timeline edits. And so basically he he couldn't repair that. And so he decided that he had to go back and rather than try to repair the mistake that he had done overriding the files, uh, he just decided to start over copying the original WAV files back before he started working on on them again. So um, yeah, it sucks when you do something like that and you spent a ton of time on something and then you do a critical mistake. It happens to all of us and it sucks when it happens. And sometimes you do got to just start over. I know I've done that with a podcast and when you redo it, this has been my experience, when you redo it, you'll find yourself at a fork in the road and they're both bad. The, The one is you decide you're going to do it all over exactly like you had it. and Not only is it annoying because of the fact that you are redoing things that you've just done, you're also hearing things a second time, so you're going to find more. So it's going to probably be even longer. The other side of the fork in the road is you go, I need this out, and you just do a half-arse job that you know is not what you want to put out, but you're just deciding you're going to do it. I've done both, both directions, and they're annoying either way.
1: Every time somebody has ever told me Fork in the Road, my mind goes to the original Muppet movie as Kermit and Fonzie the Bear are driving across America in their Studebaker, and they come to a Fork in the Road, and it's a literal fork that's in the middle of the road. It's just gigantic.
0: Well, on that fork in the road, I guess we should take the fork to the left and end this podcast. I don't know. I've tried to do a segue. It was terrible. But if Second you...
1: fork to the left and straight until morning. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There we go. Uh, if you want to chat with us in between these episodes, please come to betterpodcasting.com slash discord. We would love to have you over there. And please check out our Better Podcasting live chat if you can. That's also available on Better Podcasting. Dot com SP, it's been far too long since we wrapped up the main show of Better Podcasting. And I got to say, I missed doing the podcast with you. And uh, I'm glad we were able to do it again this week. Contrary to
1: what I said at the beginning of the show, I missed having you on the podcast as well and talking to you about podcasting because talking about podcasting is fun for me. I'm glad we do it for Better Podcasting.
0: Fun. So for episode 244 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying find that fork in the road and take the path to podcast success.
1: I'm SP saying I hope you're having fun with your hobby podcast. If you're not, come talk to us and we'll try to help you bring the fun back. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.
2: For checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at BetterPodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.